0: Watch them take the same approach, you know, creating this luxury experience. Of course, it's TV, and scripted, but I want to do that. I want to create that. I want to give folks that experience for two or three nights.
1: Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host Ethan Waldman, and this is Episode 91 with Lauren Hudson and Chris Krieger. Lauren and Chris are a husband and wife team of Airbnb entrepreneurs. They own two rental properties in Southern Vermont, one of which is the gorgeous Green Mountain Tiny House. Lauren and Chris were incredibly intentional about how they went about setting up this tiny house as an Airbnb. And they went into it knowing that it was going to be an Airbnb. So the choices that they made were a little bit different. So if you're thinking about investing in tiny houses as rentals, or if you want to make sure that your own tiny house is viable as a rental down the road, this is a great interview to learn about what kinds of features it needs to have and not have to be appealing to tourists. I hope you stick around because you're going to learn a lot from Lauren Hudson and Chris Krieger. But first, I'd like to tell you about the sponsor for today's episode, Tiny House Decisions. Tiny House Decisions is the super helpful guidebook that i wrote five years ago to share all of the knowledge and decisions that i made to build my own tiny house along with what i did right what i did wrong and how i would change things the guidebook is now in its second edition it's been completely rewritten and expanded to reflect how tiny houses are being built today and it also includes several new tiny house stories from other tiny house dwellers The guidebook has been expanded to include things like sips and metal framing and all the different kinds of insulations that are being used in tiny houses. And I seriously think this is the most helpful thing you can buy if you are thinking about living in a tiny house. If you go through the guidebook from start to finish, you will have a solid plan for all the systems and everything that's going to go into your tiny house. The second edition has been a long time in the making, and I'm really excited to share it with the world. To learn more, you can head over to thetinyhouse.net slash THD. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash THD. All right. I'm here with Lauren Hudson and Chris Krieger. Lauren and Chris are a husband and wife team of Airbnb entrepreneurs. The duo currently owns three rental properties, one being a tiny house, and runs Wildwood Collective, a vacation rental marketing and management company for a curated collection of Airbnbs. In their nine to five lives, Lauren is a creative director and Chris a finance executive. They are often found traveling to all corners of the country, staying in tiny homes along the way with their goal of hitting every one of our fantastic 61 national parks within the next 15 years. Lauren and Chris, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having us. We're so excited to
1: be here. Yeah, and if you're having deja vu, it's because we just started (laughs) and I didn't hit record. So everyone's hearing this. It's actually the second time.
0: We're so excited. (laughs) I know, I know. It's just so exciting.
1: Uh, You did a really good job of like pretending it was the first time. Uh, So we met at the Vermont Tiny Fest um, where you did a great presentation on kind of how to set up and run a tiny house Airbnb. And the room was just packed. People were really into it.
0: Yeah, we were really excited to be um, part of that event. We were really blown away by the group of people that came out and braved the weather. And just the participation and the general vibe and energy, everyone was really excited and eager to learn more, including us. We learned a lot while we were there as well.
1: Nice. Did you get any ideas for your for your next Airbnb while you were there?
0: A few ideas, yes. Um, more than that, I think we got a real sense of it's it's one thing to get a sense of the movement from doing this, you know, peer to peer on a site, but seeing a whole group of people really interested and in asking questions, how to stay in them, how to set them up for themselves, really gave validated what we want
2: to do yeah that was really the the best part for us for me was just being around all of the the like-minded people who people weren't there just to like as a curiosity people were really into learning about them seeing how other people are doing them a lot of people were already either either owned one or were building one or designing one you know that was really it was very cool to be so immersed in people that were that into it Like we
1: are. So did tiny houses bring you to Airbnb or did Airbnb bring you to tiny houses?
0: The latter. Um, so yes, we we started with our first house in Jamaica, Vermont. Um, so our first house was actually sold to us as a tiny house. Well what is it, it fourteen hundred square feet?
2: It's seventeen hundred square feet, but (laughs) in the list, like the original real estate listing. that had a lot of tiny house features and was designed like a tiny. house. Clearly, in no way was an actual
0: tiny house. <laughs> yeah, we were sold with it though <laughs> by um. So we started there, and Chris and I do a lot of traveling. I travel a lot for my day job, and we're always trying to hit different pockets. And we started turning towards staying in tiny homes. It was a, a really interesting experience. The environment itself was interesting but also we like to kind of go in more remote places we tend to not go we don't do a lot of city travel and getting to stay in these dwellings that were situation, situated in places that otherwise couldn't support a tra- traditional house like the side of a mountain overlooking the Pacific Ocean on an island just we were really just blown away of how different and unique and um, experientially
1: they each were nice so what was the walk me through the timeline of like you know you you had this first rental property and then you got interested in tiny homes from your own traveling you know how long did it take you to go from that to actually owning one and and renting it on airbnb
2: 18 months yeah 18 months so um it was it was I mean rather quickly in the in the grand scheme of things uh we had our our first rental for what a full year until we even like joked about owning a tiny house at first and which very quickly became actually we should really do this so
0: I think that was last winter
2: We don't do a lot
0: of our traveling in the winter, and we don't get to go up to Vermont uh, because our house is booked um, for a lot of the winter. So, I think we were a little bored. Yeah, stir crazy. Yeah, and we started researching, and then we started running the numbers. And Chris is really good about you know checking crazy ideas that I have. We've on into it too. Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) and so. Did you buy a used tiny house or did you have a, a house kind of custom built for
0: you? So that's a great question. We thought about going both routes. We ended up buying a uh, pseudo used house. It was the builder's model home, Maverick tiny homes out of Ohio. Um, but we looked up tiny house marketplace. Yeah. Tiny house
2: listings and tiny house marketplace. I mean, scrolled through literally thousands of different units. Okay, okay. We also, we went through the design process with a few builders before we, well, as we were looking. because we had some specifics in mind. As You know, we had some definite needs for the unit. And um, there is so there's so many variations that it was actually very difficult to find. What we needed uh, in, in an existing model, so we were we thought we were going to go the, the design route, and then kind of once we found this one, I think that was the one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, tell tell us more about about the house that you bought. Does it have a name? And can you kind of describe it a little bit? I will post. You got you've got great photos, obviously, because it's on Airbnb. So I'll I'll post a lot of these photos on the show notes page, but for those listening, uh, describe it.
0: So our house is rebranded it green mountain, tiny house. And it's an interesting mix. So our, our first house is a uh, very modern and rectilinear. and it just stands out. People do it. They call it the mailbox or the bread box house. It's a very weird shape. And this house, I had a vision. I really wanted it to be, uh, Modern Vermont farmhouse style. I wanted it a really to be really cozy, given that you have this limited space. Really inviting. It's uh, uh, white with um, some wood paneling and very clean, modern, very contemporary style that works well. A, a lot of folks find it attractive. So we. We started there, the house came furnished as well, which was another cool thing. If you're buying something used often, quite often, a tiny house will come furnished. So we started from there and then we just made it our own. Um, We added a a lot of different elements and made it just more, our whole goal with this house was to just make it really livable. Very often, for the most part, everyone who stayed in our house, is, it was, it is their first experience in a tiny home. So we really wanted it to be familiar to folks and have some really luxury-type amenities. We really wanted it. We didn't want um, folks to come out and rough it. Um, we were trying to pull people out and really help them.
2: Yeah, I think we... Kind of tried to bridge a gap between like staying in a hotel room and staying in, you know, an off the grid tiny home that's DIY and has all sorts of unique, quirky features. We really tried to make sure that all the amenities were there that people expected and didn't require a lot of knowledge of tiny homes to use or or live in. Um, You know, that was a big one.
0: So, like, we have a, a full set of stairs going up the loft. It's not, um, not a ladder. We have a four-burner gas stove and a full oven. We have a bathtub, um, a fireplace, um, a pretty. Easy- There's a lot yeah. squeezed into so, Like
2: <laughs> being that it was their demo model, they squeeze in all the their their cool tips and tricks that they had to this one model. So we kind of lucked out with that.
1: That's cool, and. It's interesting to hear this because, you know, for every person who wants to move into a tiny house and live full time, there's probably another person who's thinking, I'd like to do this for a period of time and then maybe Airbnb it or, you know, have this as a part time thing. So in your presentation that you gave at the fest, there were, I, I just have a page of notes that I'm looking at and we're kind of segueing into the first thing that I wrote down, which was efficiency versus hospitality. Yeah. Um, can you say more about what that, what you mean by that?
0: Yeah. So I think for the most part, the tiny homes that we've stayed in um, had a lot of those traditional amenities, um, but they also had a lot of outdoor space. Um, they were in warmer climate. So uh, knowing Vermont where the tiny house is, our tiny house, um, for six months out of the year, you're really confined to this space. So we really wanted to stress the hospitality element. Um, it also, it, it it attracts a lot of potential guests. So as folks, um, there's a lot of competition in Southern Vermont for Airbnbs. So we had to tap into folks who would otherwise rent a bigger home or an apartment or a room. And we felt that, making a luxury experience would give it that edge. And so far, I think it's just gone well. It, it photographs well. It draws people in. And, and some folks don't even have these amenities. This is an upgrade from their city apartment, right? It's a bigger bathroom. <laughs> they don't have a fireplace or a four-burner stove or a full oven. So a lot of the folks that we get are from New York City and Boston. and It, it, it feels like an upgrade to them.
2: And I think glad uh, also what you said that we looked for was like the utilities making sure that they were just usable, right? So it's not it's not solar powered. It's, it's got a instant hot water heater, instant propane hot water heater, regular plumbing, septic, not, flush
1: toilet, right? Yeah, a flush toilet.
2: There, there's no not a composting or, or incinerator, like. Absolutely, like we went through the list and decided. You know, is this? Do we want to go this route? How tiny house do we want to get it? Because those efficiencies are great when you're living there, and you have to make the decisions of, of which way you want to go. Uh, but ease of use and experience was was really big important. for us because we were buying it to rent on Airbnb. That was the, our goal number one. That was all it was for for us.
0: But every every amenity and every decision that you make, whether you're renting or everything's a trade-off. You're working with a limited amount of real estate, limited amount of... Every thing that's in your tiny home has to have a reason to stay place. And um, so we had to make a lot of those for this.
1: Absolutely. So speaking of that kind of competitive nature of Airbnb um, you had also talked about um, outdoor attractions being an important draw for, for renting the tiny house. What, what are some examples of those?
0: So, I mean, I think folks go to, the the reason our guests go to Vermont are the same reasons we originally went up there. It's you, you just want to, detach from all the craziness and just enjoy simple pleasures. Uh, I think there's a real beauty to Vermont that doesn't have to be grandiose or you're not going to a Caribbean island or or something really just out there. This is just really basic stuff and it really puts you in touch with nature and what matters. So for our house, we wanted to make sure that those features were were reflected in it. So we have a little fireplace Be Chris constructed a little deck that comes off the, it's a boat dock that he attached to our unit. So folks have a place to sit. A few Adirondack chairs, a a place to cook outside, just places to walk. There are chickens on our property, so folks just get a kick out of that. It doesn't have to be a lot, but um, just having those settings are really important. um, for. Yeah, and there's a
2: lot of, outdoor activities in the area
0: as well year yeah.
2: round. That is a big draw as well. So that helps I think that helps guests like that gives people uh a reason to look in Vermont and then it's then it's the competition of your local area and you know what then people choose where to stay. But I think there's there's a huge draw for winter sports, a lot of hiking in the summer, swimming holes and we have everything like within a five-mile radius of our house, which uh,
0: was really helpful. Yeah. Nice. Cool. There's a great quote, um, I will try not to butcher it, by the CEO of Airbnb, who's a really big tiny house supporter. Um, there's a whole magazine, it. it did a whole edition. I don't know if you have this, either, but a tiny house, Airbnb, if you have it, it's great. But the quote is for normal travel, the destination, you pick the destination and then you pick where you're going to stay. But for tiny houses, the, um, the place you are staying is the destination and then you pick what you're going to do around.
1: Yeah. Do you get people who, who tell you like, I came just because I wanted to stay in a tiny house?
0: Definitely.
2: Yep. A a large majority.
0: Yeah, or a large too.
2: number, I should say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've, we, we've, we've searched out tiny houses to, to stay in uh, on a number of our travel.
0: That's cool.
1: Another thing that I kind of wrote down was to create tiny, enjoyable moments mm-hmm. um, and to think about what would, what would look good on Instagram, like Instagramable yeah. moments. Yeah. What are some examples of that that in your house?
0: Um, we recently had a photographer come, his um, name is Ethan as well, Ethan Abbott, um, He's a, he's got a, a very decent following on in Instagram, and he brought some friends, and they did an amazing job showcasing those moments, so we have, they were outside playing guitar on the deck, they had the fireplace going. We have another photographer who took just beautiful, simple photos of them in front of a camp out. A cookout in front of the tiny house and then inside I'm just really big on, on the comfort aspect so having like a little tiny book some someplace to read a really comfy bed making sure that everything kind of matches or is placed there with intent really goes a long way so it was a fun space because it was such a limited space I got to design it exactly the way I wanted so I've never got to do that with a house before I've designed a few done the interior design of a few homes now and because you're working with so much real estate you know you have to pick and choose what you can do but for that house it was every little thing (laughs) because I got to do which was great.
1: Are you tempted to want to live in it yourself?
0: Um (laughs) we have a lot of kids and dogs so um okay (laughs) Yeah. Um, but that's our excuse, see, right? that's our excuse, but, um, eventually I, I want to configure some sort of, um, getaway vacation, getaway for our family. That is more of a two bedroom or potentially even getting like three spaces to sleep. I think it's totally doable. Um, but those are some life goals for us for sure. Yeah.
1: Nice. So what about marketing? I mean, other than Airbnb algorithm itself, do you have to, you know, if, if somebody wants to start Airbnb their tiny house, like, should they be thinking about doing marketing beyond just stuff on the platform, which I know there's a lot you can do?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm in marketing. So my answer is biased. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. It, it makes a big difference. But especially in an area that's very competitive, like Southern Vermont. Being able to tell your story with an authentic voice and with a a unique brand is really important. So do you need a logo? Do you need a website? Do you need branding? You don't have to have it, but it's definitely going to help you stand out. Um, It creates a bigger package than just the home itself. We're really big on marketing on Instagram. Um, You don't have to pay a lot to market these days, which is great. But we highly recommend it. We work with photographers. Uh, We've had some journalists reach out. We've been in Boston Magazine and and New York Post. Um, So I, I feel that some of the reasons we get the bigger press is because we started small and made a really good presence. With those basics and it, it that tracks guests and it attracts bigger costs for sure,
2: yeah. And you know, you're when you're listed on Airbnb, you're going to get one slice of the, the market that that could be for your house. Uh, if you have your own website, you're going to catch another one. If you also have a Facebook page, if you're listing on other rental sites like VRBO, HomeAway, and booking.com, you know, they're just Putting yourself out there more is going to bring in more more views of the property, which is just going to give you more opportunity to rent. And then being active on social media. I mean, we really just focus on Instagram because we, you know, it's all visual. It's not all visual, but it's a a visual experience for a lot of people. And that's, uh, we try to enhance that and show that experience.
1: And so are you on other platforms like VRBO and Homeway or just, just, Airbnb? Yeah. For, for
0: just Airbnb? We're just on Airbnb. We started on our other property
2: on uh, VRBO and um, we weren't getting the traction that we were on Airbnb. And, um, you know, I, I think it had to do with the type of property that we are. And it's a more unique home that, uh, again, it's like instagrammable there's a lot of spots in it that are just very visually stunning and um the airbnb crowd at least a few years ago and I, I think to a certain extent now is um
0: they're experiential they have no. uh, their personality I think as whole is more open-minded and adventurous um, prbo or verbo frequent I don't know <laughs> if I agree with them I can, <laughs> you can catch on to, but um, just people looking for a vacation, and Airbnb has this whole angle. And let's just say if we hadn't put it on Airbnb and just did VRBO, we wouldn't have. It. No, we <laughs> like, would, we yeah, it wouldn't work out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and Airbnb is really a community as well. It's not just a, It's not just a platform. It's not just a site. I don't. I don't think any other platform rivals that at all.
1: No, no. How did you find your land? I feel like this is something that people struggle with for their own personal tiny homes. And I would imagine that adding the fact that it's going to be a short-term rental on top of that would make the already small percentage of people who might be willing to host a tiny home makes a large percentage of that group of people say, oh, no, I don't want short-term rentals.
0: Yeah. Um, we, yeah. we, we were very fortunate for how it worked out. So I think that this finding the land it is for the most part, the toughest part for all of us included. We had this vision that we were going to put the tiny house on the same property as our main house. Um, and they were going to be really cool. Our main house is on a river and it's in the woods and it's really nice. And we're like, okay, that would work really well with this tiny home, great outdoor escape as well. And I think it was 72 hours before it was going to get delivered that we uncovered that it was not going to work with the hookups. Um, It was just too far by a matter of feet. Um, Things would have froze water wouldn't have come in or gone out the lines, but it
2: was. So that was, you know, our, our needing to have the utilities that we did with, uh, you know, a regular flush toilet and no water tanks on the unit Um, and propane intake uh, was actually a hurdle to overcome once we were ready to install it. And go ahead. It was
0: a fun story because the house was, kind of on its way. Um, we Chris is really good at finding obscure things on the internet and found a marketplace called Priatiny.com. Um, this is for folks who um, are looking for and offering up um, pieces of land and also units. Um, and just explore getting your feet wet into this movement. And I mean, I think like it's such a small community of folks. There can't be more than 200 listings.
2: Total. I think um, there were two in Vermont. Yeah, two.
0: two in Vermont of land. And very often they don't have hookups. Um, so to find the land in the same town as our main house with the hookup, with them willing to accept a short-term rental was, was pretty magical. We have to say that the the person, our landlord, so where we, we so our house is situated on, we rent out the land, we rent out the spot, um, is the owner of a Jamaica Cottage Shop, and um, we are forever grateful for them for taking a risk on us <laughs> because I, it was just amazing. He, we we you know we connected with him um, pretty desperately because he had to go somewhere right, um, otherwise going to go in the driveway of our other house for a while and he he made it happen. Um so it was a very interesting experience.
1: And this site has septic on it, like it was all set?
0: Yeah. It was all
2: set to the exactly to the, the specifications we needed. Um he you know wanted to rent it out to it to someone who was gonna live there full time in a tiny house. Um he had uh he had installed the septic and um Put a water line out there, electrical, and uh, and it just worked out. Uh, wow. really I mean we lucked timing wise was extremely lucky to find and it's been a, a great relationship since. Um, he's helped us a lot. I mean you met him, uh, he was on the panel Tom. Uh, and just uh, it's been great. Yeah.
1: Yes, also a former guest on the show.
2: Oh, okay. oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't know yes. the episode
1: number off the top of my head. I'm not head, but surprised. Yes. But yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it all worked out. And we learned a lot from him. We, we still do. Yes. So. Yeah.
2: We were, I mean, there was plenty of things about tiny houses that we were still clueless on upon delivery. Yeah. And um, he's been a great.
0: He's like the tiny way. house king. Yeah. yeah. Nothing phases him. <laughs> he's seen it all.
1: So since you don't live where the house is rented, um, how do you deal with cleaning it and maintenance and all those kinds of things?
0: Good. Uh, so if, if you're going to do this, um, if you're going to get into this business and not live close, um, you have to automate everything. So the whole experience has to be able to run without you physically there. So, from the time you get the booking, how you welcome your guest, how the property is maintained, cleaners,
2: entrance um, to the property, entrance
0: to the property, whether you know, is an automated lock. Um, all of those components have to be um, automated, and we're really thankful that we live in a time that you can do that. You couldn't do this ten years ago. This is just wouldn't be possible to be so remote and not have someone physically there. I mean, we're two
2: and a half, two hours, 45 minutes away. Um, And so, you know, some of the maintenance I try to do. Mm -hmm. um, We bring up supplies, you know, when we need to sometimes. Um, But we have a team there that, you know, we can rely on in a pinch an emergency Uh, on the regular cleanings at the end of every stay you know we have a house cleaner and she's amazing she just cleans it every time we need it and without that we wouldn't
0: yeah you have to be able to do it you have to set up a circle for sure um in order to do that Um, because as much as you automate everything you'll still need people right um but those those Interactions have to be somewhat automated, so we're not in touch with someone every time there's a gap. It, the house gets cleaned, the cloud, you know, all of those things are set up, run smoothly, but you're definitely relying on your inner circle to get it done.
1: So, as as an investment for Airbnb, how how is a tiny house, and how is it in comparison to a, a Larger house that can maybe rent for a bit more.
0: Um. So we do some analytics on our properties, and um, their Air DNA, right? That we're using. Our my Porter. Um, there's some sites. Your Porter. Your Porter. Um, yeah. I always get that. I always flip it. Um. And our tiny house is. They kind of tell you who your competition is and what. It's, and where you rank. Yeah, where you're ranking in your DMA or um, just general region. And our tiny house is on, like the competition is on par with a typical three bedroom, two bath from a price standpoint. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's so, it's a really unique investment if you hit the right points. I mean, of course, we, Right now we're capped at two people, right? We don't have that second sleeping space. A lot of a lot of units do. But from an investment standpoint, you can really command a premium for it because you're you're not only offering up some someone a place to say, it's an experience as well.
1: Got it. Yeah, that so it, it so
2: I guess the the
1: answer there is that it is a good investment and that it is
0: <laughs> Yeah, you know. yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, especially, so we, uh, compared to our other rental, we're booking back more faster. The momentum is growing quicker. I mean, we've been live now for four months with the tiny house, so don't have a huge body of data to go off of, but uh, it's it's picking up steam faster than, than the other house did.
0: We're at 50% occupancy right now, pretty decent for us. We're happy, We're very happy with that. Um, and then your investment is, I think, from a, a margin standpoint, the returns are very good for the minimal investment. so You're not purchasing a three bedroom, right? You're you're purchasing something more along the lines of like seventy five, and you're you don't have a thirty year mortgage. Um. So, and if you can pay for it which we didn't but it, your returns is really high uh, pretty pretty decent um, if you're able to do that so um, there's a lot of opportunity in this type of investment um, the way you know your your loan amount the way it depreciates the way you don't have to pay property taxes on it like there's all these different angles from a numbers perspective that make it pretty you know,
1: sure yeah those are those are some interesting points that i hadn't hadn't really thought about. What about the um, like pricing itself? Are you like changing the pricing yourself? Are you using software to do it? like how does that work?
0: Yeah, I
2: just do it myself. Um, you know basically, we did the research before we bought it. Looking at what we believed our competition would be, so basically what would a couple rent in our area and we we had always obviously we envisioned it being on the property that we own um, but um, so we said in that general area, what are places renting for um, you know we tried to find what are the popular places people are staying um, and what are they charging and try to be in that range I think we charge a little more than um a, a similar like one bedroom or two bedroom i mean it really did there's a wide range especially everywhere of, of prices and we just tried to find a sweet spot and i change it all the time i literally go in the calendar every few days and i'll tweak pricing um so we're still kind of learning you know where what will rent when, and, and obviously like the different times of the year matter, different days of the week matter, events, holidays, all those things. Like there is software for that. Um, and maybe I'm just uh, maybe it's just fun to me. And I think I it's very fun. <laughs> think,
0: yeah, it's very fun. Um, also, um, let's just say that so Airbnb has a has a just a button you can press it will adjust for you auto smart price. Auto pricing, smart smart pricing. pricing. Yeah. let's just say we always put our price higher than it suggests um
2: like double yeah <laughs> like, you know, like mostly double what it suggests but it's just running an algorithm saying okay you have you can fit two people um basically i mean i don't know that it's even looking at much more than that and
0: uh i think smart pricing would be better for city apartments
2: Yeah, there's definitely place for it. Uh, Just not ours. We we command a higher price because it's an experience, and and people willingly pay and enjoy it.
0: For folks out there who are interested in doing this themselves, trying to figure out pricing, it's not a concrete thing. It's very fluid. Um, Have to experiment, but do know that Airbnb.
2: Yeah, and we started low. Also, Mm -hmm. Um, our first few months to get more views, to get more bookings, to get reviews quicker. You know, we priced it lower to get uh, more interest in it and um, work out.
1: Nice. Well, one thing that I like to ask all of my guests is what are two or three resources that helped you or inspired you on this tiny house slash Airbnb journey that you'd like to share with our listeners?
2: Go ahead. Yeah.
0: So we we talked about the staying in tiny homes, so being part of that experience and really catching the bug. Um, but I started. I'm not a big TV watcher, even though I'm supposed to be for my job. But um, a show I I really loved. I I really love the show Tiny Luxury. It's about um, some a builder a uh, Tiny heirloom out in Oregon, where I'm from. Like they are about like ten miles of where I used to live, and they do the builds, and I I like binge watch like twenty episodes, and I watch them take the same approach, you know, creating this luxury experience that just overwhelms every. This like every time, of course, it's TV, it's scripted, but these units that they were pumping out were. It was stunning. I was like, I I want to do that. I want to create that. I want to give folks that experience for two or three nights. And it just started, you know, I started buzzing with ideas and picking a feature from here or there. Um, And then also uh, Tiny House Listings, the marketplace, getting to scroll through hundreds of units, you start figuring out. Yes to this, no to that. Oh, I like this design. I want to incorporate this. So, I really liked seeing a lot of different units very quickly. It's different than traditional homes. Like you, you can do anything you want within the space. What are you going to do? So, what about you?
2: Um, I would say being on Airbnb, learning about Airbnb more. We staying in airbnbs that were tiny houses started the bug and then seeing all of these really really popular airbnbs um, like the most popular ones in the world are tiny houses three of the top five in the world are tiny houses and like um, there were a few that just blew us away with what people were able to do with these really tiny spaces and that and what people were you know i mean they there's, there's one place who books, they open their calendar one day a year and book out the whole year in that one day.
0: But you have to send an inquiry and you won't you know. You have to be
2: invited you, to it yeah, to do so. It's, like really um, crazy. it's just insane. And um, and some tree houses that we stayed in in Maine, and just like that really got me uh, motivated and uh, I was inspired by it.
0: Yeah, we, we like. We're inspired by people who do a lot with very little. This is that's a, a core principle of this is being able to still be creative and still provide an experience. doing it on a smaller does mean a smaller return It doesn't it's mean less experience. of an experience. Yeah. Um, it is really cool. And then for other folks who are interested in this with we builders. That was really fun. Um, yeah. We got we 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 met with some builders and we got the to tour some units and we learned a lot talking to folks. There's a, a lot of builders now have like um, you can build your model online so you can get a sense of what options they have, what features are available, where it's going to price at. So, I think I do that every like 10 days or so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Next week. We're still looking at <laughs> elders
2: yeah. and, yeah, you know, for whatever the future could hold.
0: Nice.
1: We actually have one question from the Tiny House Engage community, which is um, Do you have any advice for how to approach officials in the town for approval to have a tiny house as an Airbnb?
0: So, that is a wonderful question. Um, lock into town off. So when we did this we to our home in in Jamaica our tiny home in Jamaica, no zoning there.
1: Jamaica, Vermont. Correct. Jamaica. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there is only one Jamaica I know
1: that but yeah. not everybody knows that. Very good.
0: That. Um and coming from a place where that zoning is a thing, um, so I lived in in Portland and I mean every square inch is um it, it really tons and tons of rules I didn't believe it so I found the day that the zoning director was in yeah one one
2: afternoon a week yeah one
0: afternoon a week and I went in with pictures and I was like this is what we want to do we want to hook it up this way and they were like well we don't care so go ahead (laughs) um which was great but I there's I read code, like, we, we're thinking about some other towns, one of them being in Vermont, one county over, and often zoning and building codes are very confusing. And so my, I mean, and I haven't I, caught
2: up into the tiny house.
0: Yeah, they don't apply. Cases. Like sometimes in the short-term there. rental
2: market, yeah. for that matter, as well.
0: So I read a lot of code, and I'm like, I don't even understand what they are classifying it as. So my recommendation to you is: an afternoon, go in, meet with someone face to face. Be really friendly. I would not suggest even doing this over, because the- so much can get lost in translation, right? Um, especially in this. It's, an er- it's a very new area for many yeah. many different folks.
1: Yeah, and I think showing you mentioned showing pictures of what you want to do, yeah. and I think that's that's a really great tip because people don't know when you say tiny house that it's getting better but still you'd be surprised how many people how many different visions that can call up in somebody's brain
2: Absolutely. Yeah. i would say research too because both on both fronts short-term rentals and tiny houses it is happening a lot that towns and cities and counties are they are making rules that are either in favor or not in favor of both of them. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of conversations if you, if you look at different like Facebook groups or um, any types of groups where people are talking about these things, it usually comes up and there are tips uh, to combat those or at least to request uh, variances and things of that nature. Um, luckily, we didn't have to, we, and that's another thing, find a place that you don't have to, um,
0: if possible, yeah. We, um, we tend to steer, I, I think any future endeavor that we do, we will steer, steer from urban areas. Um, it, it just makes me nervous. The legislature changes really fast. There's a lot of rules and regulations um, and a lot of, like, squatting and tenant issues and just, like, they, that does not exist in, in more rural areas. And then also, Airbnb is a really good resource, so Vermont has special requirements to have to post um, like a a, a notice, license number, a license yeah. number. stuff we would not have known but Airbnb has people you know lobbying and and figuring out state by state requirements, so they collect the state occupancy tax for you. um so as I said, it is a community, right They are supporting.
1: Your business and you as a host and help me a lot. Nice. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, Lauren Hudson and Chris Krieger, thank you so much for being a guest on the show, for being guests on the show. I'm not used to having two guests.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and thanks for sharing your knowledge.
0: Thank you awesome, for having you. us.
1: Thank you so much to Lauren Hudson and Chris Krieger for being a guest on our show. You can find the show notes and links to Lauren and Chris's Airbnb properties at thetinyhouse.net slash 091. Don't worry, there's lots of great photos of their tiny house too. And if you've listened this far, it probably means that you are a fan of the Tiny House Lifestyle podcast. And this is the last show for 2019, and we are well on our way to a 100 episodes. I never could have imagined how much fun this show would be to make, and I have really enjoyed hearing from you, the listeners. So if you have a question that you would like me to answer on the Tiny House Lifestyle podcast, please head over to thetinyhouse.net slash ask, where you can submit a question to record for a future episode. And if you don't have a question and you want to do something to help the show, share it with a friend. Uh, Finding new listeners is Really, my goal and continuing to grow the show is going to allow me to do more exciting interviews, get better guests, all that jazz. So if you can help by sharing the Tiny House Lifestyle podcast with just one friend who you think would be interested, that would be a great help to me.
0: Thank you so much, and I hope you have a safe and happy new year.